I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who have chiseled good looks in their joinery. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, it's show number 528. On today's show, we're talking about what we look for in a shop space, diamond saw files, dealing with a wife that oversteps her bounds. This seems dangerous. What? what? Talking? Why no. did we put that in there? <laughs> and, uh, and multiple sets of tools. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a $250 gift card to one lucky Wood Talk listener. Enter for your chance to win before July 31st at rockler.com slash woodtalk. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and signing up to become a patron of the show. This episode, we're thanking Cesar Bay, Tom Mason, Tyler Huggins, Robert Smolinski, and Tim Epperson. Wow. Did you pronounce that Cesar Bay? I did. <laughs> even though I, it's Caesar B? No, it's Cesar. <laughs> But even the B, you even said the Bay. <laughs> the letter is B. You know what? You're actually listening to me. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> I'm listening the whole time. That's I'm all leaning I into do. it. You know? I'm like, you know, I'm gonna lean into this Say real hard bay. here. <laughs> Seriously, I really wish he had rolled the R. It would have made it for me. I can't Say roll the R's. Bay. Unfortunately, I can't roll the R's. That's that was really outside of the scope of my skills. Really <laughs> ethnically done. I try, you know, I try over here. I'm, I'm over here showing up and trying. You're just doing your job, man. <laughs> I don't get in the time. Showing up. <laughs> I'm putting in the just effort. Making up for a couple of lost weeks. I get it. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. You know. Good, good, good. I'm here for all you people. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, let's get to what's on the dining table. It's our second show this month, and we'll talk a little bit. Uh, off topic, but this is a little more on topic because it does have to do with woodworking. So, uh, with a house purchase on my mind, looking at a upcoming property, I've been looking at a lot of different places that like you look at the listing and you go, well, that might work. And you get there in person and you go, Nope, 
Definitely not going to work. Uh, Matt, you recently bought your property not that long ago. I had, this I had was many a search. experiences like that one, though. You get the right. idea, nope. <laughs> and you uh, you guys were searching for the right property for a very long time. I remember Three teasing years. you on this show oh, multiple yeah. times. Like, when are you guys going to move? One more uh, and yeah. Shannon, you've been kind of stuck in the same garage, but I know in the future you got, <laughs> you got uh, aspirations for a yeah. change. And uh, I think it would be kind of interesting to talk about what we are individually looking for in some kind of a shop space. Uh, I don't know if I'd even use the terminology like dream shop or last shop. Cause you just never really know. Uh, Especially but, with you, know, you. <clears throat> you never know with me. Actually we're, we're doing like a video vlog series on this. And uh, our editor, Todd said something to the effect of like, well, do you want to like really call it like the final shop? I'm like, no, why, why would I do that? <laughs> I, I I clearly cannot commit and, and I don't think it's appropriate for me to call it the final shop because it's just not fair. So yeah, you just never know. So uh, who wants to go first? Mm, I'll take a stab at it. I'll take a stab good, at good. it. I'm the most aspirational uh, in oh, this yes, instance. Cause well, I mean, we're long-term at this point, I mean, we're, we're maybe talking five years. Um, it's not that far off. It was, mm -hmm. for me, it was, it was the decision. Um, we very seriously considered, uh, pulling up stakes a couple of years ago. And then it was one of those, like, let's take a look at like where we are and take a look at like 401ks. And I was like, you know what, if I hang on for like five more years, uh, I could probably just like retire. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. for us, it is kind of like a final shop, um, you know, cause we'd be looking at a retirement type home. So in our case, it would retirement be, home. yeah, <laughs> don't they come with wood shops like built in? Uh, well, that's part of it. Although far enough down the road, we've actually had this conversation. Like we would, that would be really cool to move to like one of those active retirement oh homes that have like you know they all have golf carts and there is a wood shop and like you know there's there's like an activity hall and all that fun they got stuff. those in oh, arizona yeah, man i used to live right next to one except that it's in arizona and yeah sun city west 10 degrees yeah no thanks yeah it's the only drawback but uh yeah for me it's kind of like what both of you have discovered it comes down to property because what what I ultimately want to do is build my own shop. I want to timber frame my own shop, like a put up a, you know, do, do a good old fashioned barn raisin. You don't want to talk about yeah. content and, and, and have a, like a meetup type thing and have people come out and raise the barn with me. Um, you with your shirt off. <laughs> I can I can I hear. Oh boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's great, man. Didn't we talk about that at one point? I think we so did. to do it's that, bell. you need to have property yeah. in a, in a perfect world, enough property and enough space around the property that I could go full Cremona. I have these plans to make a, a bandsaw mill um, that I have aspirations to build. But on my 1.5 acre lot in a you know residential neighborhood, yeah, it wouldn't go real well. Hey, I um, did it on less. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, fair man. Enough. One and a half is actually um, that's a lot of land. Plenty of room for us all. Yeah, that's six times as much land I had. With my saw, six Sweet. times. Matt did it, and I had a saw. Yeah. And you had to move. You pissed off your neighbors so much. So. Is that what happened? Kicked them out. Is that what they keep telling me. <laughs> they called but in. But I think no. You know, yeah. to, to truly, to truly like get a piece of property, 
I don't know that it would be necessary to like fell my own trees and things like that, but it would be kind of cool to fell a couple of trees to get a couple of timbers just to go through that entire process. And we were talking real little house on the prairie here, man. Like let's fell a couple of timbers for like the ridge beam. Um, and then like outsource the rest of it, <laughs> call the local guy and say, okay, send me I some six one. by sixes. I'm good. <laughs> I did the one, <laughs> That's I got the awesome beam. I'm good to go. Um, but that would be, that would be the, the goal. So really what I need is just land. Um, and ultimately we want to downsize the house itself. You know, we're in 2,500 square feet and as it is, we use about a thousand square feet of it. I mean, it's so silly. Um, I have, I have a 1200 square foot gym essentially <laughs> in the lower level of my house right now, but I redid it. Run down there. But you exercise I, do. I don't even so need a treadmill. Problem. I can just run around the perimeter. It's run great. Circles. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's, it's very, very silly. Um, at the time, you know, we, we bought this house and was thinking, oh, it's great to have so much space. And once we realized it was just going to be the two of us and the dog, it was like, okay, we don't need, we don't need this space, but that's the thing. Modern homes, it's very difficult to buy anything that is small, unless it's like a quote, tiny house. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a 60 square foot house or nine, you know, what are, what are those tiny houses? Like 500 square feet? I think if that. Too um, small. The tall yeah. ones? Those? I don't know. I mean, tiny house, I think is a relative term, but you know, it's also a hashtag. It depends on how fancy they are. Yeah. But I think I definitely didn't, I wouldn't want like a a fixer upper type thing, but you know, when you're going small, sometimes you don't really have any, any option. And when you're trying to get land, you kind of take what you can get because you're more concerned about the land than anything Mm -hmm. else. Mm, Um, I know that having a pond would be nice because then I could go fishing. And I could put my yeah, shot like right onto the pond. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a dress, man. You know, sit on the sit on the porch and whittle, and then go fishing. <laughs> right. Get off my lawn, and then you go catch a whittle fish. <laughs> ah. yeah, no. <laughs> Come on, but but it, but it is funny because in our last conversation, Mark, when we first dropped the bomb that you were moving, and the idea of you know the 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 evolution of the business requires you to have land. To me, that's kind of the way I'm thinking as well. Like the evolution is I want to build my own shop and mm-hmm. I need to have land to do that. And of course it all becomes like a content thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. can, we can, and, and, you know, a, a conference, get people to pay to come raise my barn. That's the <laughs> ultimate con game. Oh, right there. Talk weekend that's right there. even better than free labor. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, they they're actually joining this class. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Doesn't class. Mark Adams do that though? Um, not like to call him out and that's not a negative thing, but haven't, I think they have classes where they do things that build something. Like I think they did like a, a brick oven pizza oven that you build <laughs> in the class. And then the school now has a brick oven pizza brick oven, making yeah. thing. That's, 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 that's great. They've done like bench building classes. They did um, uh Chevrolet like they built yeah. a bunch of Chevrolets and like everyone, I think when they left, they left with like the kit or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was like a collaborative the- effort to build them for the school or, but yeah. Well, I know, is it um, too early to announce the um, shop cabinet class that I'm going to be holding <laughs> at my new shop? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause I'm going to need some of those and I don't feel like building them. Oh man. <laughs> In all seriousness. Just a no, plan. Go. I mean, if, if you think about it, like if, if you were to take a class on building kitchen cabinets, it's so, um, 
subjective. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. kitchen is going to be entirely different, but I think a lot of the techniques will be the same, you know? So there's no possible way that you can take a class to build, learn to build the kitchen cabinets and have your kitchen cabinets done. So right. I do think that there is, it, you know, we joke, it's kind of a con, but at the same time, like nobody really does offers classes on building kitchen cabinets because of that subjective nature. But I'd be guarantee you, there'd be lots of people who would sign up, you know, because everybody thinks oh, I want to build my own kitchen and then they do it and they think I never want to do that ever again. Well, let's talk to Matt in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Find uh-huh. out how that goes. Well, that's what Matt's going to do at Wood Talk Weekend. He's going to teach a kitchen cabinet making class. Kitchen cabinet making, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. That's great. Wood Talk Weekend, the thing that's been a fabled thing for a decade. Yep. We just <laughs> talked about it. If you listened to the last show, you would have heard it. I yeah, did. That's true. This everyone else. I didn't listen to it. Okay. It's, it's, it's happened at Mark's place. We're going to build his kitchen cabinets. <laughs> Nicole sure. brought this up too. She's like, you know, she's thinking about all these community type things that we have wanted Everyone to do in the past. You're the brains behind the business, but that's like so far from the truth. Yeah. Why did you ever think that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why you would even begin to start thinking that. Maybe Branding. a couple phone calls. I said some big words. He was impressed for a little while. It was no, no. But now the, the truth always known. Mark's just the puppet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Matt. Hello. You had... Hello. You had a, a nice piece of property. You have like a barn situation that everybody was like, do it in the barn. <laughs> do, it like, in the, do, do it in the, the barn. Dirt. Do it in the drafty dirt barn. Yeah, this is dumb. No. No. So like can, maybe just do a, a quick recap of your thought process. First of all, like when you saw the property, what you first thought you were going to do and then how has that morphed? And then what's the ultimate plan? There really hasn't been any morphing yet. I guess. <laughs> So it was I'm only next, the, the community plan. The community was the one that thought you were going to use the barn. That was never a, yeah. a plan for you personally. It was never personal. No, because the, the garage is about the same size as the barn and it's a much more pleasant workspace mm-hmm. and it was ready to go from day one or okay. close enough to it. Uh, whereas the barn would need a good amount of work to make it not a barn. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of situation. Sure. Sure. I um, do know that situation. <laughs> now. <laughs> yes. It's what's well, different. It's, it's literally made for like just putting some horses in so they don't die. Like there's yeah. there's no like it's not like a pampered horse kind of situation <laughs> either. You know? <laughs> it's so it is. It's all dirt. There's no poured concrete or anything. There is a concrete aisle in the middle for like with uh, like wash down. So we want when you want to bathe your horse. You can hose them down, get or their your ho- kids, get their hooves clean or your kids or whatever. And now then have the, you actually done that with the kids yet? Hose them down. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You get like a, a brush on a stick. No, it's just a little a soapy water in high, a bucket. High pressure nozzle. It's blasting <laughs> all <laughs> water pressure. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Too. Pressure just wash them kids. Blast it right off and no problem. <laughs> Then you you can screw the shampoo right into the <laughs> nozzle and you spray yep, foam exactly. them. It's awesome. You get one oh. of those foam blaster things like you do for a car wash, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. You get the undercarriage service as oh, well yes. while you're there? Yeah, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. I'm glad this conversation has gone. It's, it's nice. Yeah. I've, I've missed it. So, <laughs> so now you got the land though. Like, is it, isn't the ultimate plan to build a standalone shop? It is, yeah, yeah. The ultimate okay. plan would be to build a standalone shop and some kind of sawmill thing 
structure my bobber thing. Just to like to handle the drying or just the entire sawmilling process? Just something to put the sawmill under. Okay. Like a awning. I don't even call it. A giant lean to a big old roof thing. Yeah. (laughs) My bobber. Okay. That's cool. Keep some of the, uh, the rain off it. And then also actually make it easier to film because filming in the sun is horrible. Horrible. I can imagine it's bad for your skin. Well, it's bad for the camera. The camera's like too much light, not enough light right there. It doesn't have enough dynamic range to be able to capture the shadows and highlights of like broad daylight sun with like tree shade or partial. Mm, it's tricky. Yeah. It's annoying. Hmm. How far away? I mean, you got a pretty good chunk of land there, right? So like how far away do you think is like the ideal location for the shop? You want a good little walk to get there? It's more of a like, stroll through the arboretum. It's not because I want the walk, but it's, it'll be in the back of the property. Yeah. Um, just because that's a good spot. Um, property wise, like, I don't know, layout wise, I guess. And you don't really need to see it. I mean, who wants to see that? That's the other thing is we don't want to see it from the house. So a lot of it's trying to get all the, uh, the businessy things away from the house. Yeah, that makes sense. And all that. So when you were, when you were house shopping, can you like recount any of the ones that you looked at that like maybe the house was great, right? Like everything in the house was great, but the, the shop situation or, something related to the business, that situation made it a deal breaker. Oh, sure. You. Yeah. There was a lot of that over the years. Um, and I think our, um, like mindset with it kind of shifted and evolved over time. Mm-hmm. So like, as far as the houses go, like I was really not wanting to get anything where we had to do anything to the house. That was my sort of ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did look at a few like fix the reparee things. I'm like, I don't really want to do this either. And we were trying to stay somewhat closer to civilization. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of the location was driven by the fact of where Lindsay's office is. So we really wanted to get her commute down. But that was also before everyone started working remotely. I was going to say the true irony in that statement. It was very (laughs) ironic when that happened. And like, they don't really have any plans to go back to the office right now still. Wow. So (laughs) that's good though. I specifically didn't look at like a lot of places because we wanted to be near her office. So there was, there was that. So much for that. But in the end, we really, the, the place we ended up with, the land is amazing. We really fell in love with the property as a whole. And the house was, serviceable <laughs> yeah i guess a good starting point at least yeah so like okay we'll have some stuff to do at the house and over the years we'll progress and we can do all the the shop stuff kind of as things go because there's going to be a lot of things that have to happen back there in order to even put a shop back there so there'll be a lot of infrastructure costs associated with actually building the mm. shop or before even building the shop yeah but uh kind of speaking of like Going back to like searching, looking, a lot of it is it's, it was a very interesting process because every and I think we talked about this before, but like every city or township has their own like rules and regulations on what you can and can't do on the property that you're looking at. So I think mm-hmm. for us, that was extremely critical that, you know, after three years, I, I kind of looked at I had seen them all. So I kind of knew already 
what every single city or township we're looking at had for rules and regulations. Um, so if anyone's kind of looking for land, it's probably going to vary depending on like how close to like larger cities you are. But the if you go on the city or township's website, they'll have like their city documents and their city ordinances. And that's what you really want to pay attention to if you plan to do any kind of building, either a building for your business or building for your, your personal thing. It still kind of falls in the same realm. But you look up your the property you're looking at, you figure out what it's zoned as because the different different cities or townships might have different zonings even for like the same kind of tier of things. So residential might be like three different kinds of residential and they're all going to take you down like the categories of things you want to look at as you're thinking about the property. Uh, the biggest one, if you're going to want to build a shop, is you're going to want to look for the accessory structure restrictions. And that's either going to be a quantity or a square footage total or a combination of both. So mm-hmm. as we were looking at properties, I kind of knew that anything less than five acres wouldn't really work for the size of shop that I would want because most of the time it was limited to two accessory structures and uh, 2,000 square feet total between all your structures. So if the property already has a detached garage and depending on some places, the garage may be exempt from the accessory structure count or whatever, you got to read right. the things. So that would be like, okay, that one's not, that one's already gone. So if I want to like have a bigger shop, I got to demolish the garage or get a variance. And I don't really want to yeah. buy a house based on this notion that maybe I'll get a variance. Kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah. So we had a couple situations like that. We're like, well, it could probably just work, but we're going to have to get a variance. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, another good thing to look at would be setbacks. So as you're touring the property, you're like, oh, it'd be a perfect place for a shop. But you look at the setback requirements, you're like, okay, that's too close to the property line. That's not going to work for a shop location anyway. So that, you know, be, you got to kind of know what you're getting into with, with all of this. Mm-hmm. And then if you yeah. plan to use the property as a business, you need to look at the conditional use kind of section of that. So they'll probably have some kind of table of like common businesses or common like yeah, business types, and like whether or not you can do that on your property at all or whether or not you can do that, but you got to get permission from know. city council or <laughs> they'll never know. And then they'll, they'll really not be happy depending yeah. on where you're at. But that's the biggest thing is go through that city ordinances and really read through and understand what you're buying into. Like, yeah. So you know what you can do on your own property and what you can't do. And I, it's also a good idea to not just trust your realtor on something like this. Don't um, trust them at all. They don't know. what It's doing. very they have, easy they to do. And they don't think a, that. They don't. Like even if, even if they, they know what your goal is, they may not have any idea. Like you definitely don't want to make a purchase decision based on like the realtor going, Oh sure. Yeah. You can build another, another building here. No. Um, I, I can have, tell you things we were look looking for. for you. <laughs> yeah. Show me. In I, <clears throat> stuff we were looking for were like, first of all, the other houses in this immediate vicinity, um, you know, go to the, the satellite view and just look, are there other houses with secondary structures on the property? Um, that's usually a, a good indicator, at least at one point, it was okay to put those structures there. So if there's not already one there, um, you, you might have that option. But I think, Matt, you, you're you're dead on just with doing your due diligence and making sure you, you find out what the rules are so you don't have a really unpleasant surprise later. Yeah, and especially if you're planning on running a business on the property, like, and it's kind of unclear in the ordinances what the the city or the governing body's, like, feeling about home-based businesses is. You know, just call the city council and talk to somebody, get an idea or feel for like, this is kind of what I want to do. What do you guys think? And a few, huh. a few of the, like the, 
one of the townships we look at, they're like, yeah, no, we don't do any home-based businesses. And I'm like, oh, that's wild. first off, I'm like, it's- that seems freaking ridiculous because how many people have like a home office that is technically not allowed based off what's in writing in their city code. But yeah, they're like, yeah, no. So we're like, yeah. So that whole area, like, which really love, it's like, yeah, no, this whole area is a no. So any, any house in this area, just automatically no. Wow. That's crazy. But then like so you know, on the other end of things, there's like super um, friendly home-based business cities. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, you can have, they'll have like even very much more detail too, to the, the home-based business ordinances, like how many employees you can have on the property, how much like foot traffic or truck traffic, or how many vehicles you can have that are business related on the property. I found it to be more helpful than the ones that didn't say anything. It's like, okay, at yeah. least they're thinking about it. At least there's some things. And some of the funnier things were like my pickup truck is actually has a higher gross weight rating than a lot of the city ordinances would even allow you to have on your property. Technically. What? And I'm like, I don't understand how a one ton pickup is outside of the realm of what people can have on their property. Like for any reason like that, because they're trying to restrict like trucks from being yeah. on the property, but the trucks are all based off of their weight rating. And my pickup truck is in the same class as like a box truck. They don't want oh, on the property. Funny. <laughs> like, Oh, Okay, so obviously it's not being enforced for pickup trucks because you're driving around and everyone's got a three-quarter ton or a one-ton truck that's above that threshold. And you're like, okay, so someone wrote this that didn't even know they're talking about. <laughs> well, I think some of it's so old that when they're talking about a business, they're thinking foot traffic, they're thinking and vehicle traffic. That's a lot of it as you get into parking. like the getting in trouble or needing like permission for your business. It's going to yeah. be based off of foot traffic and vehicle traffic associated with your business. But right. if, if you don't, if like us, we don't have trucks, deliveries constantly every day. Well, Mark Mike buys everything on Amazon constantly. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of UPS going on. <laughs> it's a lot of here. UPS, yeah. You don't have like customers. You don't have like a parking lot. You don't have like open business hours where people just show up whenever they want. Yeah. A, a lot of that makes it a lot easier to get your business up and running at home if you don't have foot traffic and vehicle traffic associated with your business. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, where I am now, we're probably stretching like what we should be doing <laughs> on a property for a business. But you know, there's, there's never been a reason for any concern, you know, because we're quiet and I don't do anything that makes people suspect something weird's going on here, you know? So it's like, you know, not that I'm saying we're sweeping it under the rug and kind of hiding. We, we are able to run a business here. Um, but if I have to classify what that business is, it's definitely not a furniture business. Nope. Right. It's a content based business. And I have a, a hobbyist workshop that I film in. Well, that's the true irony is you have to, you know, all this business stuff, you have to qualify to be on your property. But at the same time, try getting like a home loan and they don't recognize your content business as a business. <laughs> right. <laughs> when it comes to actually trying to buy the house, they're like, you do what now? Um, yep. yeah. no, like we don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> When, when we really bought this house, when we bought this house, we went through so much hell trying to prove our income that it was six months after we were in this house, we were still getting requests for certain documentation six months after the fact. And we would have, we would have gotten in like big trouble if we didn't respond. I'm like, what are they going to do? We already have the loan, but they absolutely required it. What the hell and are they doing at that point? I should have been no idea. Done. Six months later. Uh, and here we are again now, six years later, confronting the same thing where we had to give taxes back like at least three or four years. 
And then they wanted a letter from our accountant uh, stipulating that moving from here to there would not cause some sort of catastrophic loss of income <laughs> uh, with our business. And he's like, no, it will not blah, blah, blah. Like, but they, they don't Internet believe it. Based business. <laughs> what part yeah. of that don't you understand? <clears throat> it's wild how much of the world still doesn't recognize God, that as like a viable crazy. thing. Yeah. I'm really yeah. happy that we had Lindsay's W2 for doing the mortgage. Like, this is, yeah. It simplifies. Like, things, it's doesn't almost it? like I, I almost consider not even putting my income on for it. So I'm like, ah, this is, I don't want to jump through the hoops. That seems yeah. like the more work than we really need. To In have. your case, it's probably not worth it. It right? was because they're going to approve you for a loan three times more than you would ever want anyway. It was so actually terrifying well. how much they approve us for. I'm like, right. this it's is wild. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, the, the, we're not going to spend that much. No way in hell. <laughs> right. Uh, but really? you could. But I could. I'm like, but I can't. I'll like, take two of these. <laughs> I ain't paying that kind of mortgage. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's party. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Man, that's crazy. You. Well, we, uh, we only did one round of searching. Like we did a whole bunch of research ahead of time, narrowed down a list of things we wanted to see while we were there. Uh, and we did two days of house shopping and it was really interesting to see. Um, first of all, in this area of Missouri, tons of outbuildings. Um, it's a very common thing. But you can't, no one ever takes pictures of it. Like when you're looking online, good luck finding out what the heck is going on inside that structure. Like <laughs> it's totally ignored. And they might put a sentence in there, like indicating what the use of it is or what the size is. But most of the time, no. So we're we're looking at places where I get bunch there. Of meth labs. <laughs> Whole bunch of meth that? labs. Just meth a labs. lot of meth labs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we get to a couple different places where you go and look at this supposed structure and it's just a metal frame like building with yeah, sheathing and, yeah. and gravel yep. on the ground. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's not going to be a good candidate. I don't yeah, think so. It was a lot of that, like going back to like the accessory structure thing. I'm like, mm -hmm. if there's anything like that on the property, I got to remove it in order to build right. my shop. That's in my way. <laughs> I'm like, this counts against me being here. Yeah. So I'm, right. yeah, I'm like, so ideally I'll be finding a property that had no outbuildings on it. And uh, I didn't just we didn't, space. We didn't touch on this either. So what part of the, uh, the, the zoning thing I talked about earlier with your, your property and your acreage, uh -huh. it's going to impact how many buildings you can have and how much um, square footage they can have. Because we got over 20 acres where we're at, we get into the unlimited category, which I'm like, that has way more intrinsic value to me than like any other property really, because now I don't have to worry yeah. about, oh, I can only have this many buildings, this many square feet. No, I can do literally whatever I want. Yeah. Like that, that's, you know, the funny thing is like the jump is like, I think it's like 2,500 square feet, like for 20 acres or less. And then mm -hmm. it goes to unlimited above that. I'm okay. Like, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, you can work with that. That's right. <laughs> I'm, so like it's, I'm sorry, I have to laugh. I just Googled it, but apparently... Missouri ranks number one in meth manufacture. <laughs> well, that's good. There's a lot of, there's oh a lot of space. Mark's bringing his business to town. Uh, more importantly is how, how quickly Google auto completed that search for me. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, 27.6 meth labs for 100,000 residents. I learned in, uh, I learned in breaking bad that it was New Mexico. I thought that's, that's where all the meth was. 
What's going on? Um, Just the good stuff. Well, fans of Breaking Bad may be surprised to see relatively few lab operations in New Mexico. The celebrated <laughs> well, drama about chemistry turned meth trafficker played out in Albuquerque. But see, actually, I can't, I, I can't believe TV dramas anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Missouri. I'm very sorry again. We poo pooed you on the, on the last episode. Now, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're not listening to this anyway, though. <laughs> That's because there's so much space out there. Like there's room to do stuff and there's no zoning restrictions on meth businesses. So, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, there's not much. I checked. So yeah. it's fine. I, ch- I checked. Oh, great. I don't believe Mark. <sighs> so, um, do you want to hear what, what I did wind up finding? Uh, you know, this stuff is never guaranteed until it's done. Right. So it's not, what? it's not mine, but it's the house that we, uh, are oh, under contract. This is a rockly transition. Definitely not a rock. <laughs> so if you don't feel it's jinxing it, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So this place is, uh, it's got a barn on the property. It's a horse property, uh, 14 hey, acres. Just so like mine. Lo- lots of room. <laughs> yep. And, uh, the difference though, is this barn has a floor. So that's good. <laughs> Congratulations on your floor. Yeah. It's uh it's got concrete floors and he also has a drain in the floor for washing the kids. <laughs> and, uh, it's, you know, it is a bona fide horse barn there's stalls, there's a tack room. Uh, you know, it's, it's for, for being a barn, it's actually in pretty darn good shape. It's got a uh, 200 amp service Does there. And <laughs> yeah, that's for the meth lab. It's under the slab. The front. It's a pretty big building. So, you know, you get a multiple. Uh, so it's like, like the first, my first instinct was use this building. This is the building, right? Like, like if it needs a little reinforcement and some insulation and let's, let's, let's do it up with this building. Maybe wash but it. But then you get there. Wash the poop and out. Just, what's that? Wash the poop out. No, Nicole actually is like, I like the smell. It's like, well, I like the smell. Uh, well, let's, let's do something to bottle that and bring it over to the house. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's not do that. No, it's a she's bad idea. I, hope I, I think she smells more of like the hay. Okay. The okay. All right. But that's my guess. <laughs> Is there a hayloft? So there's no hayloft. There's just lots of hay all over the place. It's not so, authentic like mine. It's got a hayloft. <laughs> so like on, on second inspection on this thing, we did get to look at it twice while we were there. Um, you know, there's some water penetration. This thing is not totally watertight. Uh, you know, some of the, the metal sheathing on the outside, like that would need to be replaced in some areas. Um, and it's, uh, also like the rafters are, gosh, what is the spacing? Like eight foot spacing. So just in terms of like, could this handle a ceiling structure? Like what needs to be done to get this place up to speed to convert it to something else? versus just building on the property. If you've got the room and the, the space to do it and the zoning isn't restricting you, um, you know, is it just better to, to build a separate standalone shop and then keep this for other things, you know, for other types of storage? Cause it, you know, it's watertight enough in the sense that like, if I wanted just wood storage, it yeah. was more, that's your Nakashima slab building. Yeah, baby. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm not that David far Mark's from you, barn. Uh, which means I expect to have a quarterly run to pick up material okay. for Matt's shop. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. That makes sense. So I gotta have I gotta have a place to put all those slabs, baby. Oh my god. My number one yes. customer, Mark. <laughs> so Who my, doesn't pay anything? It's my weird. Slab, the slab dealer. You can be like, look at a little distribution <laughs> network going. It's perfect. Yeah, I like this idea. Well, it's <laughs> As Missouri is the number one producer of meth, Michigan next door is the number one You're user of meth. Still on so you could, you could probably like, you know, kill two birds with one stone, Mark. Yeah. Well, you wonder why he's so fast on his bike. 
<laughs> there's the math. There Ooh, might be something else involved. That. Had not thought about that. <laughs> dental My costs goodness. would go through the roof, though. Yeah, it would. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the place we decided on does have this barn on the property. Lots of possibilities. The, the one good thing, though, is like in terms of the business, right? You want to hit the ground running. I don't want to be out of commission, you know, and not building things for a year. I don't recommend uh, there, that by the way. Yeah. Don't, no, don't do that. And you know, I'm, I'm not just going to go film house renovations oh, and call that my job. It's a lot. You know, <laughs> right. Who the hell would do that? Luckily I, I enjoy it a little bit, but it's, it's still, it's a lot. Like I, I miss, even, I miss like being in the shop and just doing whatever the hell I want to do. But I, but extent. I think you, you asked, you asked for this because I remember a couple years ago when you came over to visit, we were talking about like content direction and what makes sense to do. And you were definitely, even just with the wood and the sawing, um, you, you were talking more about favoring and not just because you were getting a better response, um, you know, from it with the content, but you were definitely leaning toward favoring more of vlog style documentation of this homesteading sort of thing that you're going to be getting into. So you were leaning, definitely leaning into something at that point. So this wasn't too surprising when you pivoted to documenting the whole house renovation. It's little house on the prairie, 2022 telling you <laughs> something like that. You did intro <laughs> with the kids running down the hill. Oh, there's yeah. hills. There's definitely hills. I know. Hills. I've seen it on Lindsay's Instagram. <laughs> it's like, it looks like little house in the prairie <laughs> rolling hills. Hey, I, you know what? I don't know. How big is the property? If you don't mind saying. Who is yours? Why, would I ask you how big the property is that I'm buying? <laughs> yes. I'm like, trivia, what's, what's what's 14 that acres. Yes. It's 20, 22 acres. acres. He wants to know. He told us. He just wants to know if we were listening. I was. Yeah. Have you been paying attention this yeah, whole time? You haven't been. So what is it? 20? 22. 22. Hot diggity. Hot diggity. Do you have to mow all that grass? I don't have to, but I enjoy it to get the hell out of the house and get out of my brain. It's my, it's my like, summertime snowmobiling. Yeah. Do you put like straw in your mouth and a hat on and just like <laughs> no, go I, out there? I put in my isotunes. <laughs> of course. Because what else would you use? On your John Denver playlist. What do you use when you actually want good sound quality? Just curious. Uh, I just use my wife's voice. Oh, she's standing right there, isn't she? She's not. She wow. went upstairs 15 minutes ago. <laughs> she's record. She's recording this, or she's watching you on a camera. I know. Yeah, I'm sure she's watching from somewhere. She's got <laughs> she's those mom ears from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a lawyer. This is all evidence. Oh yeah, you, for a future situation. I hear you talking about me. <laughs> well, dude, that's great. This is a fun conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, hey, um, this is a fun conversation for you. That's good. Hey, Shannon, guess what? What? There's a pond on the property too. Oh, that's boy. awesome! So you. Can oh, that's come right. Because I think fishing. I said now you have an excuse to to build that that boat. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Way it to go. Could could be. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Well, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was a little bit stressful because you just all these different properties, and you got this balance of priorities for the shop and for the business. Bumping up directly against priorities for the house that oh, yeah. my family has to live oh, yes. in. Yes, That's, right. It's huge. And, and how do you keep those two things happy at the same time? Oh. It's a. It, it is not easy. You don't. Mm. You don't. You got to make well, some compromises. You, you hopefully, but, find but something I do that think is okay. I do think. Fronts. Right. 
we talked about this last time, but you know, you had said maybe should I buy a commercial property? Then it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to commute somewhere. So, I mean, that's obviously the the decision that you have to make is how do you mix those? But I do yeah. think that, you know, in the long run, that that's a, that's a battle worth fighting. I think to not yeah. have to have a separate property somewhere that you have to drive to and deal with all that stuff. Now, when you're dealing with like what we do now is kind of like, gosh, I don't know. Would you call it like a lifestyle business in a way? Yeah, it uh-huh. is. Right. I mean, this granted it's all based around content, but it could be classes. There's other things we could do to, to monetize these businesses in, in a certain way, but it is around education, but it's very much a lifestyle. And there are certain types of property that are conducive to that lifestyle and there are some that just aren't. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a very interesting thing to, to ponder. Wow, we're 40 minutes into this and uh, we're just now doing an ad. So are we? Or, Is that what we're wait, doing? Do you want to? Uh, let's do the kickback real quick. Let's not miss that. Shannon, go. <laughs> I think Get on. The, the audience will find it interesting. That Mark does not want to skip the kickback when they find out that it's just about barbecue. Ooh, um, ooh. In, in the last show, we asked the Missourians who uh, who might have some barbecue suggestions. And we had several people who wrote in. Um, I left names off because we had a whole bunch of people who said the same thing. So here's kind of the the conglomeration. There's a place called Salt and Smoke, um, mm. Sugar Fire Smokehouse and Poppy Smokehouse. Those are all highly recommended. When it comes to Italian food, visit The Hill. It's a neighborhood filled with Italian restaurants, delis, and bakeries. If you're a fan of beer, there's no short supply of great craft breweries in the area as well. Hmm. Back to barbecue, Oklahoma Joe's, now known as Joe's Kansas City, is hands down the absolute best barbecue in the KC area. Z-Man. Yeah, yeah, the (laughs) Z-Man. Jack Stack is a close second. They have a new location open in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Any barbecue besides one of these is just wannabe. We have done Gates, Arthur Bryant, Sneeds, et cetera, and nothing measures up to Joe's or Jack Stack. So there you go. There's some barbecue trash talk in there that you got to get up on these things. I could personally speak and vouch for Joe's. Been there. Fantastic. Um, Looking forward to trying the rest. I was pleasantly surprised. Multiple people have messaged me and told me about this area called The Hill. I was not expecting because I haven't really found great Italian here in Denver. Uh, And they're like, yeah, this you're going to you're going to love this. So I am looking forward to the Italian. Tell you, though, before before you leave, go to Boulder and go to the gondolier. Okay, (laughs) it is the biggest surprise. Now, I it's been so long. The food was fine. It was good Italian food. It was pasta Mm -hmm. that was made that day. You could tell it was freshly made pasta. But it's one of those places that's like in a strip mall. That you would never so not eating on at. a boat. No. Well, well, <laughs> go further again. Imagine, imagine the most boring strip mall in the world. And then when you yeah. go into the gondolier, you step into like Venice. It's Whoa. like Casa Bonita inside without cliff yeah, divers yeah. and with a gondola, <laughs> like a gondola. With actual good food. Yeah. Now it has been 20 some years since I've been there. So I have no idea if it's still there, but it's worth a visit. Before you, right. before you leave the front range. I haven't been to Boulder in a while. That would oh, be nice. There you go. Okay. Well, you know who's also not in Boulder? What? 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 They're not. What? They are not in Boulder. Why not? don't think they're there, but okay. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the lumber selection at Rockler. Uh, if you visit Rockler's stores or rockler.com, 
you could find pretty much anything you need in the lumber world. It's, it's pretty amazing. Rockler has dramatically expanded their assortment of quality hardwoods, exotics, live edge slabs, turning Ooh. lumber and plywood in most stores from purple heart to maple to walnut and more. You're sure to find what you need for your next project. Rockler's website lists current lumber stock available at each store, plus a large selection of lumber and slabs that they could ship directly to your house. Let's dwell on that for a second. Oh, One wow, thing that goodness. drives me nuts in 2022, when I want to know what inventory is available, I get it. This is how local businesses work. It's fine. It, 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 I'm the idiot here, but it drives me nuts that I can't just go to like Austin Hardwood's website and be like, I wonder what the price of is for, you know, this week or what, how much of this they have um, to find out what kind of inventory and pricing, but to see it on a store to store level. That's amazing. I'm pr- I haven't looked at it myself, but that's pretty friggin' amazing if that's what they do. I don't know how they do this. I, this it seems is, crazy, right? How do you manage that? This. I, wow. Like how many SKUs must they be handling at this point? And what does their inventory system on the back end look like? I mean, they can do it because they do nothing but retail. I think they've got a very, um, sorry, lumber update time. Um, <laughs> they have a very, <laughs> um, uh, like highly defined and focused inventory. Um, it looks like it's yeah. all S4S material, so they can they can deal with it as more of like a piece by piece thing. They're not talking in board foot terminology. Um, the reason most places don't post pricing is because the price is highly variable. Depends on how much you right. buy. Depends on the thickness you buy. Depends on the grade you buy. How much we have. All that stuff. It's it, and Depends the price is liking. changing constantly. That's true. You know, the, the market fluctuates or, constantly. Yeah. Plus business customers versus like regular retail right. can be different too. But this is impressive. I'm looking store by store inventory. This is crazy. So wow. each board in a Rockler store has a tag on it with a, uh, like yeah. a skew or a barcode or something. I'm, I'm guessing they must. Yeah. Almost Dang. like, yeah, this is like They're not Amazon, messing around. Amazon quality inventory management right here. Well, look at that. That's great. Well, you know what? Go there and check it out. Cause it sounds very impressive. And at the very least go to the website, see what your local Rockler store carries or, well, heck, if you can order it right then and there, just uh, order it online. That's great. Uh, they have experts available in uh, both the stores and online to provide you with lumber choosing advice and assistance. So visit rockler.com slash wood to order or learn some more about it. I want to go there now. <laughs> right after I go check the ordinances in uh, Missouri and find out if we just screwed up with this house purchase. Okay. <laughs> Shannon, you want to yeah. grab the first question? <laughs> sure. <laughs> This is from Steve. He says, have you ever used three square diamond files for saw sharpening? I've heard that uh, Baco and Grobe have gone downhill in quality and was wondering if diamond filed plates might be a, uh, a way to get longevity out of a saw file. So I don't see why not. Um, certainly diamond, um, you know, is going to last a lot longer. The thing that I caution you against those you hear this kind of running around the saw sharpening world that Baco and Grobe files all oh, their crap and they don't last long the people saying this are people who manufacture saws people who s- sharpen saws for a living um, I have both Grobe and Baco files that I have been using for 12 years and I couldn't tell you if the quality is bad or not because as a woodworker and granted, I hand tool woodworker. I use hand saws all the time, but I don't sharpen. You don't sharpen your hand saws like you sharpen your planes or your chisels. Um, you know, I have I have back saws that I maybe sharpen twice a year. 
Um, if that, I've got a couple of uh, really specialty use like dovetail saws that I haven't sharpened in more than a year. Um, now they, they're due uh, at this point, but the amount of wear and tear that the average woodworker puts into their saw files is so low that I really don't think quality of the file is something you need to worry about. So that being said, do you buy like Grobay, Nicholson, Baco files, or do you spend three times that to buy a diamond file that's going to last forever and and for lifetimes? I, I don't know. I I don't think so. I think you're going to have a better variety of sizes, um, links, et cetera, in the traditional saw files. I don't think it's necessary to go to diamond. Okay. Good to know. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Stanley's got a question. He says, so how do you three morons handle it when you're in the shop and the wife either says that she wants to organize her shop or tells you how to organize it? What do you do? How do you react? Still can't believe that Matt blew off the podcast to quote unquote work on his home. Yeah. I got a wife that wants me to, you know, put windows in that are bigger. Yeah. That's what I was doing. More light. I need bigger windows. Well, how about this? More light. More light. <laughs> light. <laughs> I hate walls. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> okay. So great question, Stanley. Uh, and this this is the reason for that uh, the the sort of lead in that we did about uh, wives overstepping their bounds. They have no bounds. Be funny. There's no bounds. No bounds at all. What kind of marriage is so, this? Come on, seriously. Come on, Come on Stanley. You want the program? Okay, so I want to know. Like, th- this sounds like a very special situation that his wife wants to organize the shop, and he's you know trying to figure out whether or not to let her do it. I don't know, man. I might not say no to that if Nicole was like, hey, you know right. what? I'd like to alphabetize your bit varieties and and then build the thing that they go in. I'm like, well, okay. All let right. me know when you're done. Let me film it. Right? Like, yeah, let's make a video. Here? Go for it. Um, it is it is kind of funny that, that someone, maybe, I don't know if she's a woodworker or has m- much interest outside of just wanting to organize it. But can you imagine? It just seems like an odd situation but I don't know. There's no great answer to this because my wife would never say that to me <laughs> ever. The great answer is don't like say no. Cause that's not going to go well. Yeah. I mean, it's quality time, right? Bring her in there. You guys can like make jokes, pinch her butt <laughs> while you're doing stuff. It, it's, all, it's all fun. You can, you know, shave her butt. That <laughs> shave, her, bottom shave, shave her round bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. It's inappropriate. That's, uh, you know, it's an inside joke now. <laughs> it is now. From last episode. Amongst all of our listeners and us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They all heard it. Um, uh, I, I tell you what, Mark, you got to get to the St. Louis uh, Rockler. They got a lot of lumber in stock. Well, I'm going to go there. They have just like I've been to the Denver one. Like they have three 366 pieces of S3S cherry. That's 13 sixteenths. Whoa. I'll, I don't give me some with. of that 13 sixteenths, baby. I don't have a width spec on that, but it's five ninety nine a square foot. I don't know what that means. What this? Uh, but yeah, there's a skew number attached. All sorry, I'm I'm fascinated by this. It's wild. That's pretty cool. Wow. They got well, yeah, I don't have charity. any better answer for you, Stanley. So I thought sorry, it was a Stanley. funny question, though. Good luck with your wife and her uh, <laughs> forcing her organization on you. Good luck with your wife. <laughs> she sounds aggressive. <laughs> I kind of like that. She sounds very organized. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> she has a sister. Into that. Yeah, does she have a sister or a brother? We're not picky on this show. 
Another insight. Right, Matt. Okay. Save us, Matt, please. Okay, this is from James. Uh, James asks, I was wondering if you all have two sets of power tools, one for the shop and one for the house. I find myself needing a drill in the house, but I'm wanting to go to the shop to get it. Am I just lazy or should I get a second set of tools? Now, I'm no one. I'm not one to, you know, tell people not to buy more tools, but I think maybe you're lazy. I, he sounds like my kind of guy. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with James on this. I'm team James. Like, I have a cordless drill for each side of the shop. Like, well, with, with like I have one near drills, the garage like, door and one near the back of the shop. Who has just one drill? Like you gotta have yeah, like yeah. Of those I mean, things. to be fair, anyway, I do have four. Yeah. I don't know. God. I have, I have all my stuff in the shop. I, I see where James is coming from here because. When I'm in woodworking mode, project building mode, I have certain things that I want to be in certain places and they're there when I need them. Uh Things that tend to be brought into the house get treated a little bit differently. And I get very frustrated when either something isn't just when I brought something in the house and now that drill is in the basement or that level is in the basement, but now I need it in the shop. I would love to have a separate place specifically just for DIY house tools and screwdrivers and hammers, all that stuff. And then my wood shop is a completely separate entity. I'm totally with James on this. That's what I have. Um, I, I have a toolbox that has, you know, typical house type stuff, you know, from hanging pictures mm-hmm. to, you know, all the, all the plumbing tools I have, not a lot. Uh, and some of the electrical stuff I have, it's in that toolbox, you yeah. know, spackle, things like that is, is in that toolbox. That toolbox lives in my laundry room, which happens to be right next to my shop, but still, it, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of OCD about that. Like, right. I optimize my shop by taking a lot of crap that wasn't woodworking out of my shop. You know, I'm fortunate that I have like a, the, the one area of my basement that's unfinished, the mechanical room with the HVAC is the laundry room. And I was able to store stuff in there. Um, Oh, it's fantastic. You just grab the toolbox and take it to wherever you need in the house. And because inevitably it's like, Oh, I need this or I need that. And if I'm relying upon, you know, the shop tools, the hammer that's in my shop or the drill that's in my shop, I'm going back and forth, you know, from the master bedroom down to the shop and then back up or wherever. No, I've got, I've got a a whole separate toolbox that, that I travel around, travel around the house. Yeah. I've got a, um, a small parts toolbox just for like, I don't know, stuff for electrical, uh, the little crimpy things like little cable connectors for like, um, (laughs) like a, a cat six cable crimper, like Uh all that, stuff that I will never need in, in the shop. And this toolbox drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because it lives in the shop and I, Mm. I, I need it, but I hate it. Like I don't, every time I see it, there's no good place for it. The good place would be in a normal garage. That's where you would keep something like that, but I don't have room because my garage is a shop. So it's, it's super, I don't know, maybe type a to, to think like that, but I get it. I totally get it. I have different, I have a set of tools at my in-laws place in Maine. <laughs> well, <I> mean, see, <laughs> you're fancy. Well, I just got house. tired. I got tired of packing up and moving stuff back and forth. So I just started acquiring yeah. additional tools and I just left them up there. It's great. Right. I get you. So how do you feel now, Matt? Have we convinced you? I have, I have all my tools in my box in the shop. I don't know. They're all organized in drawers by category. How do you get anything done? I don't. 
I got Donovan here. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> yeah. Does Donovan steal your tools? When He's got a whole trailer full of tools. Well, now what? Now he does. <laughs> <laughs> After this, yeah. I'm sure some, I'm sure some of the things are going to disappear. Because even I don't remember whose is whose. Right. At this point. It's all his. You guys are, Everything I have yeah. is his. It's all good. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Great show. This is fun. Uh, family owned since 1954, Rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. And lumber, remember? Lumber, go to the site, check it lumber. out. Um, yeah. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler is everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com for a store near you. And you can use the code WOODTALK, all one word, to receive free shipping on most online orders over $49. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk and you can enter for your chance to win a $250 gift card. You know what you can do with that $250? You can go to the Denver Rockler store and buy ash. They have a lot of ash in the Denver yeah. Rockler store right now. Buy that ash. They got some sweet ash. Great. <laughs> they also have a lot of cocoa below in the Denver Rockler store, which is really interesting to me. That's that weird. Denver Rockler store has a lot of wood. So, it's a yeah. big... I mean, they bought a whole separate, like the, the, the adjacent um, store that was there is just gone and they just expanded their store and ate it just and gone. turned it to this giant store. They have like listed like turning blanks, like by the blank. They have uh-huh. three olive wood pepper mill blanks, two by two by 12. That's, this is crazy to me. That they wow. have such granularity in their inventory. Mm-hmm. Good Fantastic. job, Rockler. That's cool. Good job. Good job, Rockler. Well done. Anyway, if you have questions for us, you should you should write us, and we'll answer those questions. Unless it's about your wife, when we, we definitely <laughs> We're we won't answer we'll that question. We will skirt one. around it as much as possible, um, and generally ask if she has a sister or a brother, as we've determined. Yeah. So yeah, please send us your questions though. Go to woodtalkshow.com, fill out the form there, or just send us an email to woodtalkshow at gmail.com. We love them. Keeps the show going. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.